Hello, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Program Showcase Action on Waste. In this series, we'll be meeting the founders and innovators behind six Australian businesses who, with the expertise, funding and incentives of the Entrepreneur's Program, are making big gains in the domain of waste management and recycling. This showcase series will focus on how the Entrepreneur's Program has helped these businesses grow, innovate and commercialise a clever idea or innovative product or service. Hello, I am Alison Drower and this is the Entrepreneur's Program Showcase Action on Waste. Well, imagine having the Great Barrier Reef as the backdrop for a business inspired to keep our oceans and waterways as pristine as possible. And what if the world started having a lot more respect for the power of seaweed? Pacific Bio is an aquaculture facility based at Air in northern Queensland. And it's there that you'll find Professor Rocky Denise intently tending to his vast plantation of macro and micro algaes. He loves the stuff. But this is not your average tidal seaweed variety. Professor Rocky is based at James Cook University just up the road in Townsville. And it was the Entrepreneurs Program that can take the credit for bringing together a green technology expert with a company wanting to do good for the planet. Pacific Bio is so fortunate to be located right on the Great Barrier Reef. Just how critical is the issue of reducing organic discharge levels into our waterways and our oceans? I think across the board it's an important issue because we want to minimise the amount of waste of any sort that we're putting out in the environment and nitrogen and phosphorus are critical ingredients that are now overrepresented in a lot of waterways. Does that really concern you? Is that what drives you every day to do your job? <laughs> I think not so much nitrogen and phosphorus but just less impact in general. We see it with climate change, CO2, nitrogen, phosphorus and it just is fortuitous that I ended up working in the area and we collectively work to minimise nitrogen and phosphorus. But I think overall having a smaller impact a a as humanity is a good thing to achieve. So when did your fascination with seaweed begin? Oh, a very long time ago. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I should answer that no, really. But no, it was no, a, it on, was a long time a ago. Long so time so ago. When, I, when I was very young and still studying, yeah. um, I worked on seaweed in my early 20s and I just continued that throughout my academic or research career. And you just recognised the magical ingredients that it held that could could really solve a lot of our, our issues with, with... I did, and there were really active programs in the mm. 80s, now I'm revealing my age, around seaweed for fuels and for a whole range of different things. And they, that waxes and wanes, but the, the, you know, the general scientific community have always realised that algae and seaweeds have a lot of potential to make an impact, both on carbon, nitrogen, but particularly nitrogen and phosphorus. Mm. So with... The decline in the environment, the interest in that again is increasing. And one of the things that's great about algae mm. is it's very good at scavenging nitrogen and phosphorus at very low levels that most other chemical or physical technologies simply can't achieve. So we have a tool that, that's irreplaceable essentially if we want to bring medium to very low. Mm. And mm. we can do high to low, but mm. we can't do very low or natural without algae. Mm. What are you most proud of when you look at what you've achieved so far with oh, Pacific Bio? I think the capacity of commercialising a technology. So you've made something that is really sensible, available for broad use that can be implemented to make a change. 
Mm. And I think you know, a lot of kudos goes to the company to take on and be a little bit brave, to, to undertake that innovative step, to go mm. that a little bit further mm. and actually go beyond what's necessary to make that a commercial outcome. So who are your customers, Rocky? The primary customer, interestingly mm. enough, is the aquaculture industry and Pacific Bio itself. Mm. Because when you look at this technology, it was developed to allow for compliance for the discharge of waters from aquaculture to the Great Barrier Reef. Mm. And, and that's really important. We have to look after the reef. But by developing that, we were able to intensify production and then get licenses to meet compliance for new production. So the underpinning driver here in many ways is sustainable production of food. You know, and we see that all around the world now. Food has to be produced sustainably. Mm. By incorporating the algae, and in this case it was seaweed, into that production system, it became sustainable. Mm. It fortuitously also became profitable because you can take that waste, and I think everybody sees this, waste is the new black, as it should be. Mm. You can take this waste and you can generate a return out of it. And what I've found really interesting as a an academic that's moved into an applied um, profile is that once a technology that's environmental becomes profitable, it's taken up much more quickly. So in many ways, while people might say, well, you're making a profit from an environmental technology, the key to making that technology the most accessible and allow that to have the largest impact is through making it a profitable outcome. Mm. It's well, a any business, that's any business um, you know, uh, that's any kind of business now so that you know what, what the end product mm. needs to be. Let's talk about your end products. Mm. Regen Aqua. Can the, you tell me, why is it the new standard for wastewater management? So it's that scale or that step from low levels to environmental or very low levels. And so Regen Aqua, be it for marine and seaweeds or freshwater and freshwater algae, delivers that ability to take something from five to one or mm. three to one. So the concentration comes down from a, a sort of compliance level that sat around the 1980s and 1990s mm. to what's really required now to minimise our footprint and bring it back to 1.5 and mm. allow a higher level of environmental sustainability to be brokered with the environment. Support and services offered under the Australian Government's Entrepreneur Program are free of charge for eligible individuals and businesses. To start with, the only investment is your time. To find out more, go to business.gov.au forward slash EP. So you've clearly had to be innovative. And James Cook University has definitely helped you do that. How is that partnership so critical to the success of what you're doing? Oh, it's essential. So it's the pivot mm. that everything works around. Mm. To be able to link a team of very qualified and often bright young individuals that have drive, you know, that, that really – it's about people in the end. Everything mm. comes back to people. When you do a job interview with them, do you ask them, do you love seaweed as much as I do? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's really interesting when we first developed the team, and the team, the team has and is, is large, um, yep. there aren't that many people that work on seaweed or algae. So a well, lot of the people have backgrounds in fish or fish right, biology, okay. so they really just have an interest in making an impact and doing something you know, good. And so really it's hard to find 
seaweed people <laughs> and there aren't a lot of off-the-shelf seaweed people around or, or algae people and so mm. what we've really found is you get people from all walks of lives but you, you pick it up you can you know, learn mm. the technology mm. and what you do you have to be motivated to do something and have a, a level of passion about wanting to do something with water quality and they must be so impressed when they take what they've learned on campus here and, and developed on campus and then they see it in a much bigger scale at air at pacific bio well i think that's that's, that's the most exciting thing oh, you know you actually yeah. do something here on a small scale and mm, suddenly mm. it's transformed into something that's 200 meters long and 12 meters wide and is growing like crazy and you can see an outcome and, and you can tangibly pick it up Mm. You know, it, it's it's actually a tangible outcome, and you can have a product that you mm. can use. I, I use it on my lawn; it's great. Mm. <laughs> That's a good endorsement. <laughs> we're under we're in a the drought. That, we're, we're in a drought. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> the man that, that runs the company uses the product. That's awesome. Your plant juice. Just how important has this product been for Pacific Bio in in in, in the long term development of where you want to be? I, I think it's the really nice end piece because the whole target was to develop the technology to facilitate aquaculture. And Mm. that's a great outcome in its own right because it Mm. facilitates the sustainable production of seafood. To be able to then take that and complete the circle. So the product completes the circle from the waste into the biomass. Mm. Then to make plant juice and put it back onto the land in the region completely closes that closed loop economy, which is Mm. what we really want to try and do. It's Mm. not driven across the country. It's used locally in sugarcane. So we're capturing nitrogen and phosphorus. We're adding trace elements and minerals. We're developing plant growth regulators and hormones, and then they're taken out of the seaweed put into a product and put back locally. And that's for me, that's a great thing. So the I farmers really like must that. find that really delicious for what they need to do. What's, what's the feedback you get from them? So they find it really helps with the start of their cropping cycle. And, and that's because it's not so much a fertiliser but a plant biostimulant. So anything that grows quickly has a high level of plant growth regulators. Mm. And as you saw today, the seaweed grows really quickly mm. and it's very dense. So when you take those out and you get the trace elements and the minerals mm. that the plants need and you have some nitrogen and phosphorus and you supplement that into what's going on to those crops on land, mm. suddenly you're allowing quicker root development. You're, you're helping with um, water stress and drought tolerance. Mm. So it, it's, a, it's a great mm. outcome, but it's that overall circular process that I think is really strong. And there uh, it's only now that we're getting really clear working examples of that mm. to, to actually implement and scale up. Let's talk about Innovation Connections and the Entrepreneurial Program. Where were you at before they came into your world? We were, were you on stuck a, somewhere? We were, were you needing a, we guidance? Were, we, we were on a steady trajectory. And I think the great thing about Innovation Connections is it allows you to accelerate that trajectory. Mm. It, it's... A nimble fund, I think, is probably the right way to look at it. It allows you to avoid, in a way, an extended, long application process. If you can articulate with a facilitator a need that delivers an outcome Mm. that requires research and development but is already fundamentally based, Mm. you can drive that very quickly. So one short short application process, quick turnover, face-to-face contact – 
very clear goals, mm. really well-developed team that you can just build on straight away. So working with JCU, you had a team. Mm. You didn't have to go and find mm. and develop new expertise. You're just taking that expertise. You're redirecting it, mm. very product-oriented and commercial, commercially-oriented, and then it delivers. And the other thing that was very good about Innovation Connections was once you've delivered something, you can go back again. And build on that. And that was very important. You mm. you develop a product, say, okay, well, let's develop the product a little bit further and then benchmark it against other products. So, so how long have you been working together with the Entrepreneurs Program now? Oh, I would think through three or four years. Right. So, and do you envisage sort of continuing as, as long as you can with this? D- definitely. Yeah. It's, it's got a very distinct niche. So it has a particular size of funding and a really nimble way of responding to mm. a need in that product development domain. So you would sort of potentially move into accelerating um, commercialisation, that next level, having had the research um, that, support there that's first. That's right. And, and even, yeah. if you, even if you took a product to its commercial end mm. and you had an idea for a spin-off for a new product, you could take that and use Innovation Connections mm. to build on a success story. Mm. So it allows you to redirect but also build at the same time. Mm. How important is it for anyone working within the waste space, as we call it, to think globally and not, and not just be parochial about our own needs here in North Queensland? You know, how, are you thinking worldwide? Are you thinking conquering, you know, China? Are you thinking conquering some other other part of the world? The, the answer is yes and yes. Mm. And I think for two – so I'll answer that in two ways. I think the first thing is that people who think about these things don't think in a parochial way. So you automatically think of, of big you know, mm. crisis-type issues that you can make a contribution towards. But you have to start somewhere. So uh, I think the, the normal thought process here is you know, there are global issues, but there are local impacts. So you have to develop a local technology because mm. even if you look at the seaweed, there's going to be a different species for a mm. different place. So you have With to have... environmental you know, Exactly. Yeah. So you mm. have to really mm. develop a, a pro forma approach, mm. but be a touch bespoke at the same time. So once you've done that, and, and we're at that point now, it, definitely the world is the place to take this technology. The really interesting thing is, you know, having delivered this technology with James Cook University, we've noticed it really has a tropical focus. So it uses sunlight, carbon dioxide and nutrients, mm. and they are most abundant. We're, we're in the tropics for light, CO2 is abundant, and most of the nutrients are in that tropical space Mm, mm. and still water with a lot of inputs from the environment. Mm. So really, you you think now the next thing is to spread it across the tropics, move it from marine to freshwater, and then take it further north and south. And as you do that, you'll have more technical complexities and you'll have to manage those. You'll have to use different species and different systems. But that doesn't mean it doesn't work. It means you have to think a little bit more cleverly about the process and be more innovative and and bring it to a, a broader range of environments. You don't have to do it alone. Working with an experienced business advisor or expert can help you solve business problems, connect you to funding and grow your industry networks. Need an answer straight away? We're available from 8am to 8pm Monday to Friday. So call 132846. What would you say to any small to medium business that sort of is, is looking to get involved with the Entrepreneurs Program? Where do you think they'd get the most value from? I, I, I think they have to have a very clear vision 
of, of what they want their outcome to be. And mm. so talking to someone who can help with that before even applying for funding is really critical. We've f- had the benefit of having a person, Mario, on campus to sit down and talk to. I don't mm. think you can underestimate the interaction of people with each other in a common environment. Mm. So having someone who lives in the tropics, works in the tropics, understands the environment, deals with the heat, n- knows about the infrastructure, mm. they can relate to what you're trying to develop locally Mm. and then they can contribute to that. But they also have partnerships that they automatically have. Mm. They've built a network. And so they can help by bringing you into that network. Mm. And then once you've got clarity around the vision, the way that you wish to go about that R&D to deliver the product or the outcome that you're after and the network within which to place that, Mm. you can then start to fill out that form and look for that funding. It did start with the prawns, didn't it? Everything started with the prawns. Can you just give me a bit of background on that? Okay, so mm. everything did start with the prawn. That is indeed correct. So where we were today mm. is 100 hectares of production of prawns. Mm. And the growth or the intensity of prawns is in some ways restricted by the amount of nitrogen and phosphorus that's released to the environment. So there's a compliance regime around mm. waters discharging to the Great Barrier Reef mm. that's very strict and as it should be. So to either increase production or expand production, you need to do that without increasing the amount of nitrogen and phosphorus you put out to mm. those receiving waters. Mm. Our mandate as researchers was to deliver a technology that would prevent that nitrogen and phosphorus from expanded or intensified production reaching the receiving waters of the Great Barrier mm. Reef. Mm. And so it was about prawns because the seaweed in a way allows you to produce more prawns for the same unit area or get a license to grow more prawns in a new area without having an increased impact on the environment. Mm. So we were successful with that. And th- you know that model that we've looked at captures that nitrogen and phosphorus. Mm. It was then, now that we've got this captured product, what do you do now? We're really interesting as white Anglo-Saxons. We're not very good with food <laughs> no, no, <laughs> or, no. or unusual things. Yeah. So in Southeast yeah. Asia, somewhere between 5 to 8% of the diet is based on seaweed. So seaweed is eaten. It's very healthy. It has mm. a whole lot of beneficial properties. So the species that we're growing actually has a, 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 a nomenclature in food mm. culture in Japan is aosa. So it's an eaten f- a product. Mm. So we were looking, there are all sorts of things. Once you have this, mm. you know, and your goal has been to deliver more prawns, but you have all this biomass, you go, what can we do with this? Yeah. And suddenly seaweed's used in a whole range of applications. The place that we ended up with was plant juice, but there are opportunities that abound. You know, people feed seaweed to abalone. Mm. We, people eat seaweed, particularly this green seaweed, and, and there's an export potential for the seaweed. But plant juice was the obvious local connection Mm. and it builds on an understanding that we had about circular economy and and the need Mm. for the region to to Mm. manage their water discharge Mm. a little bit more carefully as well. As a a company, can you dare to put a figure on what this technology could be worth at all? No. No. No, I, I think it... I mean, you might be reluctant to do oh, it here yeah, well, on really, a podcast yeah. at all, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, it seems like you're on the precipice of, of something, you know, incre- game-changing. Oh, I think it is game-changing, and I'm, yeah. I'm particularly excited about the freshwater. Mm. So, so for Regen Aqua, the, the, the capacity to mm. clean freshwater and manage mm. it, you know, we see that 
freshwater will be a defining issue in Australia in the next 20 years. Mm. You know, we, we see all the rivers. Everybody understands the drought. You know, freshwater is, is a limited resource that we really have to manage and use much more effectively. So the capacity to use wastewater, essentially, that it's not waste, it's water that has waste in it, and recycle that water to use beneficially elsewhere will become more and more important. And algae gives us a really powerful tool to do that, that no other chemical or, or, or mechanical technology can provide. Well, if you can pull that off... There's many a government that would be very interested in buying your products. <laughs> well, the, the, the great thing is we'll have clean water and we'll have a really interesting product to use at the same time. You will. Look, mm. it's been wonderful, wonderful getting an insight into what Pacific Bio is all about. Professor, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. It's been terrific. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Entrepreneurs Program, Showcase Action on Waste. You can find out more about the Entrepreneurs Program and what it can offer to grow, innovate and commercialise your business by checking out business.gov.au forward slash EP. Make sure to listen in to our entire podcast series for more great business tips. 